Welcome to Red Pill Torah, calling believers from man's institutions to God's instructions. This podcast marks a special milestone for us. I'm Tim. And I'm Miss. We found a story in the Bible that resonates with us, and I believe it will resonate with many of you as well. You can email us at redpilltorah at gmail.com, find us at our website, www.redpilltorah.com, follow us on redpilltorah.podbean.com, on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, or wherever you hear your favorite podcasts. We love to hear from you. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. A big shalom to our listeners in Puerto Rico and France. Amen. And in case you didn't know, Red Pill Torah can now be heard on Reach Gospel Radio in Maryland, Delaware, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania, and also on the Reach Gospel Radio app. If you're in any of those areas or have the app, please listen out for it at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Sunday mornings. Let us know that you heard the program, and please keep us in prayer. This is our 100th podcast episode. We are so grateful to have reached this point, and we thank you for journeying with us. For today's podcast, we want to revisit what we're doing, why we're doing it, and what we believe. Tim, this is a wonderful thing for us. Sure is. We have stayed faithful to the Father's call and worked really hard to be a blessing to the body of Yeshua. I'm grateful that Elohim has given us this opportunity to serve. And I'm grateful that we're working together. I am too, Mama. You know, so many people have told us that it's a great blessing to see us walk in this path together. And that it seems rare these days that married couples might do that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But, you know, walking Elohim's path with you is all I know. So I don't take that for granted. But I do recognize it as a great blessing. Let's keep going together, Mama. Amen. I'm with you, Daddy. Let's keep going. Uh, To our listeners... We hope that you will keep going with us as well. It really encourages us to have you spend 15 or so minutes with us. Seeing that you added our podcast to your resources of study and encouragement is a blessing. When we started this journey, it was rare to meet believers who saw the scriptures from a Hebrew roots perspective, not to mention from all over the world. As our hearts and our eyes were opened, we agreed we just couldn't keep this good news to ourselves which is why we felt called to start this podcast. I know that's right, Mama. At this point in our lives, it's easier to be seen as that weird guy who people think is bought into salvation by works or is trying to be Jewish or something. Mm -hmm. But what makes it easy now is knowing that one day, every believer will discard the pagan and occult traditions of today for the true worship of Jehovah. We will all be comfortable with a menorah instead of a church steeple And we'll all be on Elohim's calendar instead of trying to organize Christmas and Halloween activities for kids in church. For more on Halloween and Christmas, by the way, check out our episodes 12 and 19. In many ways, our journey reminds me of what the Apostle Paul experienced in Acts 17. The setup for today's story is a repeating cycle that happened in different places. Shaul in Silah, or we know them better as Paul and Silas, were in Thessalonica. They went to the synagogue, as they usually did, and Paul spoke to the people there from the Torah, the prophets, and the writings, which is commonly known as the Old Testament. In his sermons, his topic was always the same thing, showing that the Messiah had to suffer and rise again from the dead, and that Yeshua of Nazareth is the Messiah. 
Some Jews believed him, as well as some Greek people. Then the unbelieving Jews created a disturbance, accusing Paul of heresy or of proclaiming another ruler other than the Roman authorities. They even grew violent, seizing Jason, Paul's host, and dragging him to the city officials. As night fell, the brethren sent Paul and Silas to another city. The next city was Berea. What comes next may sound familiar. When Paul and Silas arrived, they went to the local synagogue. The scriptures say that the people in Berea were of nobler character than the ones in Thessalonica. They eagerly welcomed the message, checking the Tanakh, or the scriptures, every day to see if the things Paul was saying were true. Many of them believed, as did a number of prominent Greek men and women. When the unbelieving Jews of Thessalonica heard that the word of God had been proclaimed by Paul in Berea as well, they went there to make trouble and agitate the crowds. The brethren sent Paul away at once to go down to the seacoast, while Silas and Timothy stayed behind. So, the unbelieving Jews in Thessalonica caused the same problems for Paul in Berea, but some people believed. The next part in the story is our main point for this podcast. Tim, I'll start reading at verse 16. It says, While Paul was waiting for them in Athens, his spirit within him was disturbed at the sight of the city full of idols. So he began holding discussions in the synagogue with the Jews and the God-fearers and in the marketplace square every day with the people who happened to be there. Also, a group of Epicurean and Stoic philosophers started meeting with him. Some asked, what is this babbler talking about? Others, because he proclaimed the good news about Yeshua and the resurrection said, he sounds like a propagandist for foreign gods. They took and brought him before the high council saying, may we know what this new teaching is that you're presenting? Some of the things we are hearing from you strike us as strange and we would like to know what they mean. See, all the Athenians and the foreigners living there used to spend their time talking and listening uh, about uh, intellectual fads. So Paul stood up in the council meeting and said, Men of Athens, I see how very religious you are in every way. For as I was walking around, looking at your shrines, I even found an altar which had been inscribed to an unknown God. So, the one whom you are already worshiping in ignorance This is the one I proclaim to you, the God who made the universe and everything in it, and who is Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in man-made temples, nor is he served by human hands as if he lacked something, since it is he himself who gives life and breath and everything to everyone. From one man he made every nation living on the entire surface of the earth, and he fixed the limits of their territories and the periods when they would flourish. God did this so that people would look for him and perhaps reach out and find him, although in fact he is not far from each one of us, for in him we live and move and exist. Mm. Indeed, as some of the poets among you have said, we are actually his children. So, since we are children of God, We shouldn't suppose that God's essence resembles gold, silver, or stone shaped by human technique and imagination. In the past, God overlooked such ignorance, but now he's commanding all people everywhere to turn to him from their sins. 
For he has set a day when he will judge the inhabited world and do it justly by means of a man whom he has designated. And he has given public proof of it by resurrecting this man from the dead. At the mention of a resurrection of the dead, some people began to scoff, while others said, We want to hear more on this subject. So Paul left the meeting, but some men stayed with him and came to trust, including the high council member Dionysius. There was also a woman named Damaris, and others came to trust along with them. Tim, this story from the life of Paul shows a pattern to us that is very familiar. I wonder if this is familiar to our listeners as well. Hmm. If you've been excited about sharing the Hebrew foundations of your faith, I'm sure this is not new to you. You speak with enthusiasm to some people, many of whom already profess faith in Jesus, the Son of God. At some point in the conversation, you hit resistance, which may even develop into hostility. Ultimately, you may be expelled from the fellowship, seen either as someone confused about their faith or as a heretic trying to enslave innocent believers to the law, Elohim's law, instead of enjoying the goodness and grace of Jesus. Yep, that does sound familiar, Mama. In quoting this story, now we aren't saying that the people we speak with are not truly believers. That's for Elohim to judge, and it's not our place to decide the salvation of anyone. We're still working on our own. But what we are saying is that when our eyes were opened to the deeper Hebraic meaning in the scriptures, we realized that we didn't know what we thought we knew. Many of Elohim's ways were actually foreign to us, even though we had been living in faith as best we knew for many years. We trusted in the Son of Elohim for salvation. Our problem was that we unknowingly rejected part of who He is, the Hebrew part. In doing that, We rejected the context that explains in great detail who Yeshua is, why he came, why he will return, and what he expects of us. Mm -hmm. Since the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, opened our eyes, we've traded everything we knew and thought we had for a closer walk with Yehovah, our Elohim. One of the outcomes we experienced looks a lot like what Paul experienced in Acts chapter 17. Some of the red pill stories we've shared show a similar pattern. Check out our friend George's story, podcast number 11, or Mark's story, podcast number 13. Our friends Rick and Deborah were asked to leave a church. Check out their story in episode 66. Like our friends, and like the Apostle Paul, we stay focused on the other part of the story, the part where some people believe. We especially love the example of those Bereans, those noble Bereans, who checked the scriptures and found that Paul's teaching was true. Tim and I believe that we are in the last days. The book of Daniel tells us a lot about these times. Uh, Chapter 12, verse 3 says, But those who are wise will shine like the brightness of heaven's dome, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. We are turning believers to righteousness. In Deuteronomy 6, verses 24 through 25, Moshe gives an interesting definition of righteousness. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 24 and 25 says, Yehovah ordered us to observe all these laws, to fear Yehovah our Elohim, always for our own good, 
so that he might keep us alive as we are today. It will be righteousness for us if we are careful to obey all these mitzvot, or commandments, before Yehovah our Elohim, just as he ordered us to. Hmm. Psalms 119, verse 172 says, I will speak of your word, for all of your mitzvot, or commandments, are righteousness. Now, according to the scriptures, turning people to Yehovah's commandments is turning them to righteousness. We know that many believers these days are turned off by the thought of following God's commandments and instructions. That is the mission of Red Pill Torah. We are calling believers from man's institutions, or customs of doing things in traditional ways, to God's instructions. Mm -hmm. If you're a regular listener to Red Pill Torah, you probably have the same mission. Obeying the righteous instructions of Elohim is not self-righteousness, it is obedience. Every podcast, we try to ask a question. What would you do if you discovered that the way you live your life and some of your beliefs were out of line with God's instructions? That question is our call for believers to examine themselves to see whether they are in faith. Examine yourself to see whether you are living the life of trust. That comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5. So, we are 100 podcasts in, and we're encouraged to move towards the next 100, as many as Elohim will allow. Amen. You know, it's really encouraging for us to know that we're not on this path alone. We may not meet all of our listeners before the return of Yeshua. If not, may we meet up after he returns and celebrate the victory together. Amen. In the meanwhile... We keep working together while it's day. Well, I hope you enjoyed that podcast as much as we did sharing it with you. Feel free to listen to it again, email it, or text it to a friend. Start a conversation. If you listen regularly, please send us an email letting us know how you're doing and how we can improve what we're doing. We want the next 100 podcasts to be even an even greater blessing. Thank you for spending 15 or so minutes with us at Red Pill Tour, where you can handle the truth.